Welcome to the Die Hard Minute Podcast, a presentation by Movies by Minutes, where we break down the 1988 John McTiernan movie, Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Chris Derkoch, also from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Crystal Beth, not from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, but I am from the Fifth Ella Minute. And today we are covering Minute 110 of Die Hard, quite possibly the greatest minute in movie history, although probably not. <laughs> <laughs> although, after the, the week that Chris and I had leading up to this, this is a pretty good minute for us. This is a great minute. <laughs> it is a good we minute. Had a, we, had a, we had some rough minutes leading up to this. Good minutes, <laughs> Die Hard's a great movie, and they are great minutes, but to break them down a minute at a time, maybe not as good. We had a couple minutes where uh, McLean was just standing there talking. Oh, but he's so good at that. <laughs> he is good at that. And I'm really glad to be a part of this because Bruce Willis is in the fifth element. And I thought I wasn't going to be able to be a part of this, but now I am. So thank you, guys. Yes, I, I cannot believe that it's taken, taken 110 minutes to get you on here. You yeah. should have been on every what? episode. No, I that's... Realize you're not, you're not busy <laughs> guesting anywhere else, though. So. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> you have a nice open schedule. Yes. And I'm very excited to do this one with, like, every main character is in this minute. It's awesome. Yeah, you get, you get a little, it's a, it's nice. It's a nice little sampler pat, platter for you where you get a little bit of everybody. Yeah, I doubt Even the people who you really don't see, they're still kind of there. Yeah. All right, so this is minute 110. This minute begins with a rifle in McLean's cheek and ends with a little bit of Dick Thornburg, our old buddy. You only get him for a second, but he's technically in the minute. <laughs> All right, so we ended last minute. We begin this minute with, uh, um, the movie's over. McLean's caught. <laughs> yeah, it's done. This is the last minute. Roll credits. Our hero's going to get his face blown off. <laughs> Thankfully, as in all good action movies, the whole roof is covered in steam. That's how you always know you're about to get into a large action movie fight. Right. There's a lot of steam. Perhaps birds fly by. You know, just... if, I, if I ever get in a fight, I hope that there's steam. There's got to be steam or it wouldn't feel right. <laughs> just... Yeah. <laughs> I think if you want to... If you ever want to show that there's like an urgency or people need to be worried about anything, there has to be steam. Yeah, steam. And for some reason, large lights back there to really magnify them <laughs> so you can see it. Yeah, so our guy's dead to rights. Oh, I love the, the two guys down on the ground. So we got our old buddy Al Pal down there and our other old pal, unidentified cop, who we once spent 10 minutes trying to figure out who the hell he was. <laughs> just to come to the conclusion that we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> So, that guy's supposed to be monitoring the radio communication. In the last minute, McLean jumps on the radio and says, Al, Al, it's a double cross. And now this guy's like, I don't know, something about a double cross. Dude, double are you cross. listening to the radio or not? Right. You have one job. You need to do it. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't know. I was I was doing something else. I'm, did I miss something? <laughs> it's not important. Something about a double cross. It's just. All of the LAPDs out there, and they are all, with the exception of Al, terrible at their jobs. <laughs> Something about Double Cross. <sighs> Thank you, buddy. Yeah, so he says that. We get a quick look at the helicopters from, like, you know, a good eight miles away. So it's just yeah. lights in the sky. We don't actually get to see the FBI guys, but just to know they're on there helps out my day a little bit, because I really enjoy those guys. <laughs> yeah, they are... They're cartoons in this very serious movie they are literally playing very cartoonish fbi men like there was a line a little bit further in where they're like i think it's further in from here i actually don't remember when they're like hey 20 percent of the the uh, hostages 
I'm okay with that. And they like almost high five. <laughs> I think, yeah, and I, know, I think that is after this. And I think it might be 40% of the hostages. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, kill all the terrorists and 40. Yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah, I okay can live with that. With that. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> oh, they so are. campy and silly. It's awesome. <laughs> as goofy as they make the police, where the police kind of, not, not all the police, but pretty much just, you know what, I'm going to take it back. All the police, because, um, you know, Deputy Chief Dwayne T. Robinson is not good at his job. And the quote-unquote, like, SWAT guys they send in maybe like, the worst SWAT team in history who all immediately get shot as they try to go into the building. But then the FBI shows up, and you're like, oh, we just stepped it up a level here. Yeah, where they are, they are cartoon characters. I mean, they're one step from making sound effects when they're walking and stuff. They're just like, hey, look at me. Yeah, two goofy guys. <laughs> and then, so it comes from them, who in my mind, so I'm thinking of those guys, I'm thinking of the two goofy guys flying, and then we cut back to the roof. Where things are deadly serious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh, our buddy Carl, played by Alexander Gudnov, is not in a happy place right now. But uh, I'll give him this: he uh, he gives McLean a, I guess, a little bit of respect at this point because he tells yeah. him we're both professionals. So Most he respects personal. him as a police officer that like, ah, we're both professionals. Oh, uh, see, but you know what? If someone murdered my brother or sister. They wouldn't have a chance to stand up for me to respect them at all. I would have shot him from behind without him even knowing. Right. Well, that's I, I probably what done. Yeah. <laughs> what is Carl's plan here? Because he obviously wants McLean to know that he's there. Yeah. Right. Now, did he want to get into a fist fight with him? Or was he just going to shoot him at some point? I know. I feel like, I mean, it's one of those pride things where... You're like, oh, I need to show you who the real boss is. So he yeah. really wants to really stick it to him. But F that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would, if I saw, I don't know, whoever decided to stupidly lay a hand on my brother or sister standing there, I would just end them. Right. I don't think I'd even have any words or. Yeah, he or, seems like his plan is I want him to know who shot him. Yeah, yeah, here's where all movie villains go wrong. You could still have that. Walk up behind him and shoot him in the back. Right. right. And then while he's laying on the ground, roll him over. And as he's, like, (laughs) fading away, go, hey, it's me. (laughs) Or, like, walk up to him, fart, so he turns around to see who would do something like that. And when he turns around, he sees your face and shoot How all this smoke get in here? (laughs) 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 Well... Uh, we had five minutes at the beginning of this movie, and in a nice bit of synergy, we had almost this exact same scene at the beginning, except it was McLean with the gun, and it was Carl's brother. brother that he yes. has the gun up against his head. And it's almost the exact same scene. He puts the gun up to the guy's head, which I told him at the time is a bad idea. He you never put your gun up against somebody's head, because the closer you get to somebody with the gun, the quicker it is for them to knock it out of your hand. Right. Apparently Carl didn't hear that. Yes, which is exactly what happens in both cases. Well, in the first yeah. case, McLean tries to elbow the guy in the head for no reason. We don't know why. <laughs> they, they get into a fight, he ends up killing the guy's brother. Well, Spoiler they alert, get into a fight, and then a couple stunt doubles fight for a while. Yeah. Right, a couple this, stunt doubles go through the wall, and then they yeah, go back to fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, Carl's got the gun up against him, and he's loosely holding a you know medium-length barreled rifle up against the guy's head, yeah. The guy already has his hand halfway up. He's only like five inches from the barrel. It's not going to take much to knock that out of your hand, or at least knock it away. He really oh. knocks it out of his hand. It goes flying uh, yeah. like a frisbee. Admittedly, I have some questions about that. 
Because that thing flies away like the plastic toy that I'm sure it is. <laughs> you think you'd be holding on to that a little tighter also. Well, even if you're not, it goes, it must go, I mean, what's your estimate? It's got to go minimum six feet in the air. Say, oh, high. yeah, at least. I mean, it's still it a... lies. It's a, still a, uh, you know, a submachine gun. Right. <laughs> in the real world, guns have weight. <laughs> yeah. They do, and it's very hard to hold those with one hand. It's very yeah. difficult. And, uh... If people that follow me through Movies by Minutes know that Internet Movie Firearm Database is my favorite thing in the world. And this gun, this is what the website says about this. This is one of the most, one of the more unusual weapons for the film, uh, or for the time in the film. It's the Steyer, I think, AUG Assault Rifle. It was likely chosen by writers because they wanted a contrast with the terrorist exotic European weapons with the more traditional firearms used by the LAPD. Being bullpup in, deci- in design, the, A- the AUG, the AUG, features a decent barrel length and a compact design, and it's also filtered with an integrated scope. Very exciting. It also will do you no good if you put it up against somebody's head and they knock it away from you. Yeah. And, then, and, uh... and it also says the... AUG appears to be a rubber prop here, as the scope sees, seems to be filled in and no glass can be seen. It's also knocked away soon. <laughs> Which makes you think it's really not real. Right. And then we start with, um, to, you know, to cross with another podcast that I've been a part of on my Slycast podcast, we talk about the sound of Stallone's punches. <laughs> we get some Rocky Four level punches here. Absolutely. Oh yeah. It, it, it sounds like a car crash when he starts hitting. If one punch hit you and sounded like that, your head would pop off. <laughs> Those six body shots sound like he's he's hitting a drum. It's, yeah. it's so loud. <laughs> I mean, it's more than Indiana Jones and maybe one step below Rocky, but it's right in there. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a reappearance of the stuntmen <laughs> to get pushed into the barrels. I have it uh, in my notes as movie trope alert. Someone get thrown into fifty-five gallon drums. Empty. They're always empty because they fifty-five gallon yeah. drums. Of course. Because you've ever actually. Why would they be full? Of course not. <laughs> I mean, why? Why would? I mean, the whole point of having them is to be empty, right? I mean, if you've ever tried to move an actual full fifty-five gallon drum, it would not. Move. Yeah, not, not that stack it. would have never went anywhere. <laughs> no, he would have cracked his spinal column against it. <laughs> yeah. Or he would have cracked his stunt double spot. <laughs> I gotta pause right before <laughs> they hit them barrels. That he's wearing. <laughs> I gotta I gotta pause right before they hit them barrels, and it doesn't even look like either of them. <laughs> no, the, it looks like the guy that's Carl looks like he's in a uh, yeah Doc Brown wig. Yeah, Marty, <laughs> <sighs> I'm going into the barrels. <laughs> that was my Doc Brown. Actually, that, technically, that's my. My Nick Jimenez impression. <laughs> Your Nick Jimenez impression of Doc <laughs> Brown impression? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you never do any impersonation of the guy. You're doing the impersonation of the guy you know is an impersonation. <laughs> yeah, he, these punches he lands, you're not getting up. There's no way you're still standing after he hits you this many times. There's no less than six body shots that come out of that. I do have it written down. Like, I just don't think I ever realized that McLean was a lefty. Yeah. I didn't notice that until earlier in the movie. Like, I didn't even think about it with Bruce Willis until uh, he was writing down the names on his forearm when he was in the duct. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, now I'm trying to watch it. I do enjoy in a movie, like, this guy gets punched no less than, like, ten times. Yeah. And, you know, he just walks that off. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> like, I stubbed my toe yesterday, and I was, like, 
incapable of thought for like at least five minutes. <laughs> and you want to kill someone too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, yeah, I've been in fights and stuff, but I, I still feel like no one's ever hit me quite like that. I realize I'm not a professional like Carl, but to, it's, it's, it is the old movie thing of like, just because you're a terrorist and you're <laughs> able to carry a gun and rob people doesn't make you an accomplished hand-to-hand fighter. <laughs> you know, being good at one doesn't necessarily make you good at the other. I'm trying to see what he's wearing. Is, is uh, Carl also wearing a sweatsuit? Oh, maybe he changed it to a sweatsuit to honor his dead brother. Yeah, maybe. Ah. He's, it looks black, but it still does look like a, maybe a zip-up sweatsuit. He does. He, his brother wears the world's most garbage, yes. light gray sweater. Yeah. <laughs> and you just got to be comfy, guys. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to, you know, know that if you're going to sweat, it absorbs it. <laughs> I spent the whole first five minutes we dealt with that guy going, where is... Where are his yeah. keys in his wallet? Where's he got the They had to get sick at? of us talking about his outfit. <laughs> I know. I honestly believe it's... Joe Rivers when we're talking about him. <laughs> I think it may be black sweatpants and a zip-up hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is McLean hits him 15 times. That guy hits him once and he goes down. <laughs> yeah, McLean hits the ground. <laughs> That's all it took. One punch. One punch McLean. <laughs> down he goes. <laughs> then he gets kicked in the face and we cut to the helicopters again. Right. Then we get to see Thank Huey I, th- I was just saying, I'm going to say, I've, I've been listening along with the um, this podcast as it goes along, and everybody has mentioned Huey Lewis but us, and I didn't like it. So thank God we got some Huey Lewis in here. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, the man looks like Huey Lewis. There's no way around it. <laughs> no, it's Huey Lewis. I'm telling you, I think he was moonlighting. Uh, I was, uh, moonlighting? You mean the show Bruce Willis was on? Oh, man. I hoped... And prayed that he would look out the window and say that the helicopters were just too darn loud. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought for years that this guy was putting on a terrible American accent, and he's not. Like, he's just, he's American. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you thought he was faking an American accent because yeah, he's cause a terrorist. Yeah, he sounds like he is. He's like, they're on their way! Oh, like how someone from the East Coast tries to do like a, a Midwestern or like a Texas accent. Yeah. Like we're not particularly good at it, but we try anyway. We're just kind of, we're halfway between like John Wayne and every other Western movie we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like bring them doggies in here. Like you don't sound like you're from there. You sound like an idiot. <laughs> you sound dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The choppers are coming. If only Arnold Schwarzenegger was here to tell us to get to those choppers. <laughs> And uh, also, we're very glad. We, in our first five minutes, we had like five seconds of Hans, and that's basically what yeah. we got again. <laughs> I love the TV. That little TV with the antenna hanging off the top of it. Oh, funny you should say that. Um, my second <laughs> TV I ever had in my room was that TV, basically. <laughs> we had one of those that wow, we, we took so camping little. with us. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one I had before that was black and white. I'm saying this one's color. Yeah. I didn't have a color yeah. one. We had a black and white one. We, we took had black and white ones, too. And it had a crank. One of them had a crank to be able to get the signal. Oh, wow. So you didn't even have to have batteries? Yeah. That that was? Or, oh, That's wow. actually how I watched uh, the footage from 9-11. was on a yeah. black and white crank television because we didn't have a TV. Wow. Yeah, so now whenever I see tiny little TVs like that, I'm like, ugh, ugh, yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad memories. <laughs> you're walking through a, like an antique store and seeing you like having a meltdown. People are like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> Not 11. It's everywhere. <laughs> They're like, oh, never mind. She's one of those people. Go <laughs> 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 go get this lady a tinfoil hat. <laughs> Just let her walk by. Don't make eye contact. 
All right, so what do we get? We get a little Hans moment. Yeah, he stands up and reaches into his coat. Yeah, he tells her to gather her flock. Well, he's there, he's making notes. Either that or he's working on the, the crossword puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can see in the background on the little four-inch TV, you can see the little girl that we... I don't know if we know for a fact at this point. I can't remember if we've already seen the kids. I know he's already bar- barged in their house, but I think it's the first time we see the kids, which I won't spoil who the kids are, but unless you've never seen this movie, you should know whose kids they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we, that. that's like the worst, like what a slime ball. Oh my yeah. God, he's horrible. But you can totally see them doing it though. Like it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. That somebody would pull no, a stunt no, like that. that could really happen. And, like, bully the the nanny into being like, I'm going to get you deported. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm going to call INS <laughs> if you don't let me in. What? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Comprende? Well, he starts yeah. yelling Comprende at her. Yeah, Comprende. That's yeah. nice. Hablo <laughs> Inglés. Oh, uh, yeah. Hablo <laughs> racist. Stop doing that. <laughs> Well, it makes me laugh because, like, I was watching it with somebody one time. They were like, well, he wouldn't do that because now he gives McLean away. And I said, first of all, he doesn't care. Second of all, I watched this happen when they had the Boston Marathon bombings and they're out looking for those guys. And the news media is like, here we are. We're hiding at this location. Notice the SWAT team in front of us. Yes, we do notice them. You're broadcasting them on TV and telling everyone where they are. (laughs) (laughs) Stop doing that. All right, so I don't want to deprive anybody of the opportunity to talk about Alan Rickman if they want to, because we only get four seconds of Rickman here. Um, we get four seconds of Rickman, it ends with a rainbow, too. You notice that? What? <laughs> Look at the <laughs> end of this minute. On LSD. Yeah. Look at the end of this minute. Do you see it, Crystal? Uh, uh, yeah, rainbow? I see the, the... It is. It's, <laughs> it's a, a rainbow. rainbow. God, why are you being so negative? That, that is, is a Jeff. rainbow. Our Somewhere minute, over the rainbow. Exactly. <laughs> Through these rain clouds, we will see this rainbow. And this is our our chance to play, you know, the part of uh, the lovers of Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Rickman was the best. He still is the best because cinema would live on forever. And I was really happy to have even two seconds of him because he is, he's so good. And he's so young in this. And yeah. At, like I got his admit, first like, few scenes, he's got those seductive lips. Oh God! Now, what's your what's your go to Alan Rickman? If somebody says Alan Rickman, what's the first movie that pops into your head? Dogma. Really? Yeah. <laughs> seriously. I, I like that. <laughs> I, I do the Jane Silent Bob Minute. Dogma is not even the one that would come to mind. <laughs> well, that's. that's first... I mean, it's one of those movies where that came out right when I was re- like, you know, when you're just old enough to finally remember who people are. And yeah. usually that happens like at around 14, but I remember Dogma happening and me being like, oh, that guy, I love him. And I think that he played such a good Metatron and like when he like shows his wings and he gets all deflated. Yeah. He's so good at what he does, but that one and uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Those are my two. What about you, Chris? Um, I didn't think of Dogma, but that that's a good one. I mean, my daughter's into the Harry Potter movies, so now all I can think of is Snape. To be honest with you, yeah. But still this good. movie also. I mean, if you're under thirty, he's got to be sneaked to you. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I gotta say, for me, just because it was the first movie I saw him in is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. Oh, that's such a good one. Because <laughs> they played that movie endlessly, and I was like fourteen when that came out. And I'm, now this had come out before, but like Die Hard just wasn't on as much, and they played that was constant rotation of that movie. Right. Yeah. Which, granted, that I mean. 
this guy could be the modern day version of that guy. <laughs> this guy's a little slicker, a little cooler, you know, but yeah. And in both movies, now the difference is in this movie, I, I heard one of the other previous hosts talk about this. He's great in this movie. The difference is Bruce Willis is also great in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he Where is. Where in uh, Prince of Thieves, uh, maybe not quite as much. <laughs> no. Oh, man, I remember in Prince's, Prince of Thieves, Christian Slater, I was like, that is the man I want for my life. <laughs> Ridiculous. So what you wanted was Jack Nicholson except 50 years younger? Yeah. When I as I got older I was like, "What?" But then I realized I had a and I I still do. I see the stereotypically like the societal norm for super attractive and I'm like, "Nope." And then I find the ones where I'm like, "I bet that guy's super funny." And that's the one <laughs> I go for. You can keep your Brad Pitt. I've got my Steve Buscemi. I would marry Steve Buscemi 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah he got a little weird how he looks. It's because he's so much older than me. He's older than me. <laughs> All right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna linger on Hans much longer. It is funny though. I do see your guys' rainbow around him. If you pause it at the right moment, it looks <laughs> like he has a double halo around him or a triple halo. <laughs> yeah, as he should. <laughs> now that he's JJ Abrams. Comes, yeah, I was going to say that. I didn't mention it. They're like, what if J.J. Abrams watched this movie and was like, hey, I bet I could put that in like every shot of my movie. Oh, J.J. Yeah, my only note for Alan Rickman was Alan Rickman killing it like always. Yeah, because he is. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a bad performance. No. I mean, he he's killed like, it in Love Actually and he had to play a boring cheater. I know. He's like, I'm just going to show up and be the best thing in the movie like always. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I don't have anything else unless anybody else wants to talk about the FBI guys or Alan Rickman or Huey Lewis or anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and the that, that was it for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. How about you, Chris? No, I'm good. I got all my Huey Lewis in. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to see him. I'm telling you, I'm I know, listening I to him. I've been listening to Die Hard Minute and like, yeah, everybody's mentioning Huey Lewis, Huey yeah. Lewis, and you're like, oh, we didn't get him. Someone even said, everybody else has mentioned it. And I thought, no, they didn't, because I didn't. <laughs> but now you did. You joined the ranks. Yes. I feel pretty good yes. about myself. Finally. <laughs> we can be like everybody else. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, now that the Die Hard Minute is an official Movies by Minute podcast, that Crystal Beth has finally been on. Ah, yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, now it's official. Up till now, this has just been practice for everybody. <laughs> why don't you tell everybody out there where they can find you sure if you want to go on the internet i am there at the crystal beth and you can listen to my podcast unlimited lives radio and the fifth element on itunes if you are looking for me you can find me at slycast semester sloan's podcast if you want to hear more from chris and i together we do we finished the burbs minute and we're currently doing uh clerks as part of our jane silent bob minute mission um, if you need more Die Hard Minute in your life, you can go over to Twitter. It's at, at Die Hard Minute. Facebook is Die Hard with a Podcast Listener's Limo. It's a nice little group to go in there and talk about Die Hard and all the shenanigans that go on in there. You can go over to the big site, dieharminute.com. And if you have not fulfilled your Movies by Minutes needs, go over to moviesbyminutes.com. Make sure you check out all the Movies by Minutes over there, including ours, Fifth Element, Star Wars Minute, and probably every movie you've ever seen. <laughs> that is it for me. That is it for us. We are tapped out. We have done our 10 minutes. yippee ki yay Melon Farmer. 